Good afternoon, friends. We have Dr. Alupandi with us. This is going to be a very interaction, interactive session. So, after Alupta speaks to us about the subject, please be free to ask him as many questions as you want. Thank you. In fact, it would be nice if we can start with the interaction. There are some subjects which need to be spoken, others which need to be realized. <laughs> this is a subject for realization and not for speech. Speech is normally for metaphysical issues, philosophy, how things are. But the psychic center, the divine realization, the divine presence... Uh, these are things to be realized and understood. But just to set the ball rolling, Sri Ramakrishna had a very beautiful story to it. You know, people call the divine and uh, divine takes, sometimes they are not sure whether he has heard, not heard, is he coming, not coming, <laughs> they lose faith, all these things happen. So Sri Ramakrishna had a very nice little story that, you know, if you try to pull the cow with a rope, she will resist. But if you take the calf and just take along with you, the cow will come behind. You don't need to pull. So the psychic center is like that. When this is awake, the Divine Mother just pours and pours and pours. We don't have to even as much as call because it's the very nature. The relation between the psychic and the Divine Mother is truly the relation of a newborn child, an ever newborn child. It's not just a child which is, even at whatever state of realization one may arrive at, one is always a newborn child of the Divine Mother. <laughs> That's the beauty of this relation. And uh, when this is awake, obviously, beautifully it is described in many of the scriptures. One of them is that uh, when this is awake, then when the heart strings are rent asunder, then all doubts vanish. They disappear like cloud. There is the perfect way, not by mental questioning and answering. Always there will be a counter question. Vidyanti hridgranti chidyanti sarvasanshya. It just vanishes because one knows. Uh, there is a, also another very nice, beautiful story of, uh, we know it of course, but there is a slightly, uh, one small little micro but most important detail of the story is the story of Draupadi. When the Chirharan is taking place and she is, you know, uh, calling and calling and finally at some point, Sri Krishna comes. So later on she asks Sri Krishna, why did you take so much time? It well naturally... In the beginning, you were relying on your five, you know, strong husbands. Then on Bhishma's and uh, Dhritarashtra's um, wisdom. And all these you were relying upon. He says, yes, but I started calling you at some point of time. She said, yes, but you were calling me with all those names. Wherein, you know, there was a distance and a separa separation. Thou who dwellest on the peaks of creation... Naturally, if you have to come from the peaks of creation, you have to cross all those intermediate layers. 
But finally, in a state of desperation, you said, Thou who residest in the lotus of my heart, that's the shortest path. So I came instantly. This is not just a story. Once mother actually uh, speaks of, you know, there is a conversation in which Pavitra Dai is involved. And she says, you know, for a long time he was not able to understand. So he kept on saying, this zone of consciousness, that zone of consciousness, he was trying to find me in all the zones of consciousness. And he said, naturally it takes long. But now he has understood what it is meant when it is said that I am here. I am here, right here. <laughs> it is not something where we have to go very, very far to find the divine by our belief, not even faith, that the divine is very far. He becomes very far. And when we realize that he is the very stuff of our being, he flows in our blood, he speaks through our mouth, he sports in the nerves. Out of his substance, ultimately our bodies are made. In the last analysis, out of the immortal substance you were made, almighty powers are shut in nature's cells. These are Shubhinda's words. In fact, there is nothing else but that. And the more we live in that consciousness, by constant meditation, reflection, by constant dwelling upon this truth, whenever there are contrary appearances, whenever there is the terrible clouds, always everyone passes through uh, moments when there is despair, when nothing is seen, that time we have to remind ourselves. That's when sadhana takes place. Not when everything is fine and just, just every day, okay, thank you God, all is good. <laughs> so, but next day when things are not fine, if that day we can say, yes, all is good. Why? Because you are there. That's it. We, our mind gives uh, unwittingly or out of habit and conditioning importance to certain things and it tries to shun some other things as unimportant because the, when the ego center works like that, this is important, this is not good or rather this is good, this is not good. And Shubhindo raises this question when he speaks about the doctrine of rebirth. How do we know? For example, often this conception is there, if somebody is born in a rich family, he must have done some good karma. How about the other way around? The Bible says it's much more difficult to make a rich man turn to God than to make a camel pass through the eye of a needle. And the mother says it's very true. How do we know? These are all our ideas which we have picked up from society, from people, outer success. Shurabindu says, many successes are great failures of the soul. It's so true. Because we are caught and trapped. Whereas another place where he says, O misfortune, blessed art thou. For through thee I have seen the face of my beloved. This is the psychic attitude. They who keep it, the rest of the path is nothing. It's just uh, beautiful. <laughs> Delightful. Because uh, once this is awake, we know that the Divine Mother is with us. And then even a Kurushetra is nothing. This is the choice only psychic can make. When Sri Krishna is there and 
no in our scriptures is put in the form of stories so he arjuna and duryodhana both come they have to make their choice and um, the choice seems obvious if we actually it's we read this story but imagine if actually the divine said okay i will be with you but don't expect me to do any miracles i won't carry any weapons nothing i don't know you have to go through your battles but i'll be with you or else you take all the webhav of the world all my army all my forces gods goddesses and whatever else what will we choose duryodhana made the wrong choice he chose for the athara akshahini chaturangini sena of narayan it is his sena by the way it's not so simple a choice it's his sena and on the one side krishna alone unarmed who will not fight we got to fight our battle but he is there <laughs> and arjuna chooses him that choice only the psychic can make no other part in man has this capacity to make this choice the mind wants proofs the psychic knows that is the difference you ask how do you know people often ask why do you go to ashram what is there do they have some special meditation sessions no do they have some uh, kind of a 3 day course or a 7 day course i mean this is not a course this is a gathering <laughs> no why do you go so the psychic says i go because there is the presence of the divine mother and i feel it feel it oh no 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 don't talk of all these things feeling we have done away with feeling since the age of reason feelings are gone and all our universities make sure that feelings are gone because we are taught only to analyze and succeed that's it so feelings are gone no, don't talk about feeling they are all imaginations isn't it but the psychic knows it is drawn again and again just as a honey bee goes to the flower and picks up the essence it just can't help it it's drawn no logic to it the vital does not want proofs but it wants its demands if you are divine then i have a list of to do things divine is a genie in the bottle you know there used to be a serial my name is genie or i am genie or something genie is whatever it is genie like that aladdin chirag <laughs> so poor divine is treated like a genie he will be a servant to my desires but he does not have knowledge i must tell him he is omnipotent but not omniscient i must tell him what is to be done and he has to just faithfully fulfill whatever i want and if he doesn't do he is not divine or at least not not worthy of my <laughs> worship that's another kind of relation we form with the divine it is the vital obviously it doesn't these two parts cannot take us very far then there is the physical that doesn't know it is full of obscurity just mechanically does things without any deeper aspiration or awareness you know we have this practice for second december program people were going and so many physical education then one day people said mother please tell us why should we do it 
and then she said, I am so glad you asked this. <laughs> so physically it's just wherever, like parents' religion is my religion, spontaneously. No, we have to choose. It's a choice from within. It cannot be. It's, even Sri Krishna didn't transmit his own um, Krishna cult, <laughs> stupid term, people use it, to his own son. You know about his son, no? Samba who became the cause of destruction of the entire Yadava clan. It is something very personal, something which has to awaken within. It's the psychic touch. And if one has the call, one has the call. One is finished after that. Not only for this life, for lives to come. And there is a great joy in being finished. <laughs> because what is finished is the ego self. The source and cause of all our miseries and troubles. All the time we carry this load of responsibility on our head. And the Shastras strengthen it. Oh, you must have done something, therefore you are suffering in this life. <laughs> and so on and so forth. Shivinda says, as if poor man was consulted when creation was being made. You are not even there. So what is the truth? The truth is that he is unfolding himself. What we have to do? Just collaborate in this unfolding. That's what yoga is about. It's about collaboration, not doing. Being in a state where we just collaborate with the unfolding. And all the practices of yoga, especially in Shobindra's yoga, we see quietening the mind, quietening the vital, letting the psychic emerge, take the leader. Nothing but a series of things. Aspiration, rejection, surrender are only for collaboration. It's not about transforming nature. It's too big a cry. We cannot do it. But we can collaborate. Even if we don't collaborate, when the touch is there, it will go through. But it will be very, uh, we won't be able to bear it. Because um, the outer ego, when it's broken, it cries. You know, when Kansa at the end realized that who was wrestling with me was my lover. So at the end he says, thank you, put your feet on my heart. He realized it. He had the embrace of the Lord, but the embrace of the wrestler. And then one is crushed to pieces. Or we can give him or receive from him the embrace of the lover. Actually, in both cases, he was it was his lover. Krishna knew who he is. I am sure we know the story. Kansa and um, Sishupal were the uh, watchman of the Lord's abode. So he all the time knew he is my lover. But Kansa didn't know. But because secretly he loved him, so all the time he was thinking of him. That is how the term where yoga came into existence. He loved him, so he was all the time thinking, Krishna, Krishna, how I can finish Krishna, how I can... He was haunted by Krishna day and night. Actually, Krishna was secretly drawing him nearer and nearer. Or we can have the embrace of the lover, like the gopas and the gopis. Either case... If you want to keep the ego self, then yoga is out. We have to choose one of the two, the psychic center or the ego self. Very beautifully, all mystics have said this. This much is common, common to all. Here, of course, uh, psychic transformation, which is next step. But this basic attitude, Kabir has said very beautifully. Jab main tha, tab hari nahi. Jab hari, tab main nahi. Prem gali ati saakari tame dona samahi. When I was there, there was no hurry. 
when hurry then i vanished it is too narrow a lane the lane of my lover which takes us to his abode of love either he or me either mai or ma not two another place very beautifully another mystic says that ye to ghar hai prem ka khala ka ghar nahi khala is bua bua you know pisima this is father sister he says this is a abode of love not my aunt's home so what do, what does it mean what do i have to do शीश कटाए भूई धरे तब बैठे घर माई यू वॉन्ट टू एंटर कट ऑफ योर हेड एंड कीप इट एट द डोर नॉट जस्ट ओपन द चप्पल्स एंड इफ यू डोंट देन वी विल हैव दर्सन स्टैंडिंग एट द डोर ऑफ द आश्रम वील मेक श्योर वेर आर यू कमिंग फ्रॉम गेट पास यू विल शॉक्ड वॉट हैपन ओ आई एम सच एन इम्पॉर्टेंट पर्सन आई एम वर्किंग इन सेंटर फॉर सो लॉन्ग डजेंट यू नो टूडे इट्स he was lamenting uh, so i asked the what happened why are you uh, sir koi sunta nahi hai mera bolne se koi sunta nahi hai nobody listens when i say i said what did you say and what was the so he said you know i told the person that please uh, you know leave your shoes there and he said you don't know 50 years i have been coming here <laughs> i said yeah phir i said you know yahan koi kisi ka nahi sunta hai <laughs> you are in good company <laughs> क्योंकि यहाँ कोई किसी को सुनने के लिए आया नहीं है यहाँ केवल भगवान को सुनने के लिए है वो कठिन है इट्स वेरी डिफिकल्ट इट्स नॉट इजी इट्स इजी टू लिसन टू ह्यूमन अथॉरिटी बिकॉज ऑफ सम इंटरेस्ट इन्वॉल्व आउट ऑफ हैबिट दिस दैट बट नाउ इट इज वी सी दैट दिस ह्यूमन अथॉरिटी अथॉरिटी ऑफ द ईगो इज गोइंग ऑल ओवर ऑल ओवर द वर्ल्ड इट इज गोइंग एंड इफ यू डोंट नो इट अवर चिल्ड्रेन विल टीचर्स दे आर एक्सेलेंट टीचर्स the dad who is the ceo in a big company comes home and the child says i don't care that's it the ceo is gone so basically the ego authority is gone the only authority worth listening is this and this is not easy therefore we are going through a phase of transition mother says that the authority of the ego is gone that's why all institutions are crumbling all institutions based on authority are going to break apart just a question of time whether it be the family or schools or whatever man has to discover this inner law the law of truth before he can enter into the next stage and the psychic door is the door through which he can easily discover this law of truth there is the other door but it's very very long and very very difficult to open हिरणमय न पात्रे न सत्य सेम मुखम दैट इज द एस्पिरेशन ऑफ यज्ञवर्क बट दिस स्टोर इज इजी मदर सेज इज दी मोस्ट रेडली एक्सेसिबल डिविनिटी विद इन अस द वेरी फर्स्ट स्टेप इन साधना एंड शिविंदो सेज आफ्टर दिस एवरीथिंग एल्स इज इजी अदरवाइज एवरीथिंग एल्स कैन बी एंड इज डेंजरस इन साधना एक्सेप्ट द साइकिक रियलाइजेशन and without it he says you may have astounding physical siddhis vital siddhis great illuminations experiences visions but nothing is sure but with this all the rest becomes smooth and easy i think i'll stop here otherwise we'll have no time for question answer which is the session 
So please, um, if there are any questions, any 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 answers, any additions. Yes, Rishi. I can hear, I can hear your question, I'll repeat it, no problem. I wanted to ask, what are the city of the old forms of worship? Okay. New form, in this manner, Okay. So, the question roughly is, old forms of worship and new new form, new yoga that should be doing. It's more than the form. It's a very good question, very relevant. Uh, there are several things that come to my mind. One of them is the mother's statement or rather two statements of the mother. One is, um, she says that each avatar is the forerunner of a more perfect future realization. But men have a tendency to deify the avatars of the past in opposition to the avatar of the future. Now, once again, Shurabindu has come and his message meets the same resistance as of those who preceded before him. But the future will reveal the truth of his purpose and his work will be done. Another place where more directly she was asked the role of gods and goddesses. What should be our attitude? Because by old form, by and large, actually Shubhinda is a very clear letter where he has said that these old forms have no value now. And in the ashram they had no place. People asked him very specifically. And you see how tricky they can be. There was somebody who wanted to break the coconut. So, naturally, there was another who wanted to do five times namaz. You can't say this is valid and this is not valid. Famous case of Dara. So, Shirobinda, there is a big letter on fanaticism. It's a marvelous one para piece. At the end, he says, if you want to stay Musalman, you are happy to go and do five times namaz wherever you want to do. But this is not the place for it. Very categorically. Then he talks about old forms like Sandhya Vandan and all this, you know, making a Yaga Kunda and doing all this. Now, you see that there is a logic. When the mother was asked about the gods, he said a luminous indifference towards all religions. Luminous indifference to understand the role they have played. She also, by the way, said that there are some religions which are do not believe in God. They are ideological positions which are actually religions because you know the exclusivity, the form, they have a scripture, they have a person sitting out there, they believe that this alone is true because of the rigidity that comes in. But that apart, that's the other part of the question. Then she says, a benevolent understanding of the gods. So you understand that you know they have a role to play. They are like brothers and sisters. But for the supramental yoga, there is no more any place for that. At the same time, she says, those who want to follow it can follow it. It's their business. But it has no place in the supramental yoga. Now, we understand the logic of it. And by the way, before we understand the logic, every um, avatar or a great one had to face the same resistance. See, when Buddha came, Buddha saw that the Vedas have been reduced to Karmakand. So he broke all the forms of 
the vedic rituals that were passing off in the name of vedas and as a result he brought out a very powerful truth which has an impact even till date we may agree not agree is a different thing but think of the age when buddha was there very impact far west and you know far east and up north it's down south i mean there is not a single figure which has had such a powerful impact on mankind at that point of time is buddha had and he broke the forms of the past that's why many people called him avedic later on very interestingly he is included as part of the avatara list which is wonderful that's the greatness of the hindu thought that it includes it's not an exclusive religion that's where you know hinduism takes one step uh, big step forward very wide and multiple approaches then comes you see again in the life of lord rama he broke some of the traditions of those days and i mean for instance the ashwamedh yagya and people didn't understand there was resistance but eventually he broke free and established a new role shri krishna up till him there was the worship of the gods and goddesses so he taught to the all the his uh, you know friends and lovers that look now you why are you worshiping indra you worship this govardhan he gives you so many things it's there in the tradition incidentally and initially many don't believe some continue some listen to krishna and eventually we know there is a heavy downpour and um, govardhan itself is lifted up and then indra comes down and says what's happening and then he looks at krishna and realizes oh my god the divine incarnate is here i didn't i i was a fool i didn't realize it so from that time onwards indra of the vedas who is a great god he is relegated in the puranas to a lesser status now it's very interesting story in the in, it's there in the scriptures even the vedas speak of mankind going from one god to the other and when you want to pass beyond they create an obstacle so this is there in the scriptures now what the mother reveals about the new creation is that up till now this has been the creation of the overmind gods and goddesses and they have they have done a good job well maybe not quite very good but okay chalega we can't say this is something very beautiful creation it has beauty in it it has charm in it it has delight in it its laughter of beauty breaks through the flower and the tree many things the spirit of sacrifice but we all know that this is not a perfect state if if this is the end limit of god's creativity then you know we have to suspect the creativity or we have to say that quitting is the only game now we have to go to the next step and the next step is the supramental quite naturally now their roles is going to change repeatedly you see read the agenda mother speaks about the gods coming to her even she is telling durga to surrender she says why don't you surrender and experience the joy of surrender to the supreme and she surrenders and experiences the joy why does she want that because the adverse forces she was pushing them every year now the game is to transform now they have to be in the front they have to open to her love then only you know a, a mother sam's desires are rebel sons lines from savitri it's a different uh, uh, landscape altogether so the uh, many of these gods even when she asked them they used to come mother describes how they would come and sit on the ledge 
because divine mother is playing the leela human eyes don't understand <laughs> and uh, they would start descending into many of the sadhaks though when we read the reminiscences and anecdotes of period people during that period it was like a marvelous things they were that were happening and mother had to wipe away that entire creation because men would have become like the gods but not gone beyond it is not what should be then the mother want so during that time she asked the gods do you want to tie up with a human being and participate no 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 tying up no we'll help from outside whatever help somebody will bring money somebody will break the ego but not except shri krishna who chose to bind himself now you see what happens to the worship of the old forms means we are tying our it's not about the gods we are tying ourselves to the forces and powers that have gone into the past which are not transformative in nature they are of a different kind you see when shirbindu gave this mantra om anandamayi chaitanyamayi satyamayi parame now look at this mantra there are so many tantric mantras already existing isn't it but he gave this mantra now what is he doing in this mantra he is invoking the highest form of the divine mother you don't find it even we have this ya devi sarvabhuteshu we have one aspect another aspect shakti rupen vidya rupen gyan rupen he is straight away sachidanand brahma anandamayi chaitanyamayi satyamayi the divine mother who is one with the supreme parame he is invoking so the reason why the mother and shirbindo discouraged form of course have to go that anyways have gone but even that approach to these deities because it creates a confusion within the being of course i have a very simple answer also to this whole thing the simple answer is can you really love two persons from the depths of your heart you can love two persons in terms of you know there is an intellectual understanding with someone and emotional heart goes to somebody passions are involved with someone else that's not love but a kind of you know but the depths the core there is one soul and there is one form of the lord which can draw you and this is something very powerful i see this in in the tradition it touches my heart two beautiful stories one of krishna where udhav comes and tells krishna tells the gopis you don't know about yoga you are mad calling krishna krishna but this is not yoga this is madness so they say please tell us something about yoga this is i'll tell you about brahma gyan but first you must control your breathing okay what do we do so udhav says you know that is how the life force he gives a very nice diagrammatic representation slide show presentation of and then they say but you know only one question what is it he says we have one prana and we have given it to krishna you mean we should take it back and then do <laughs> who that doesn't know what to do this is the way to concentrate says but we are only thinking of krishna all the time you want us to now sit and put our attention inside then again he says so udo comes back ambed it's a very beautiful episode in the bhagavat and another is of tulsidas and i feel these are the great ones who have shown us the ideal so tulsidas is taken to a temple and you know lord krishna is there and he says people tell him you know krishna is greater this is a must be i'm sure 
He says, you know, so you should go to him. He has 16 colors and Rama had only 12 colors. So why don't you go to Krishna? You know, it's like business. Who is a multi-dollar company and who is a lesser? So Tulsi Das writes so beautifully. He says, Kaha kahun chhabi aap ki bhale nath. Lord of the worlds, you are fabulous. I must say, I appreciate your beauty and grandeur. Tulsi mastak tabnavi dhanush bandohat. But if you want me to bow down, then I cannot keep going down towards here, there, everywhere. Thou art the lot of the worlds. Keep your Basri aside and take the Dhanush band of Rama and I'll spontaneously bow at your feet. So, uh, I mean, it's so obvious to the, to the psychic, since we are talking about it, that it cannot owe allegiance to, to two. Having said that, each individual is free to follow any which way at his own risk, at his own consequences. It's a different story. Nobody tells here anyone what to do, what not to do, no dogma, nothing. Each is individually free. But of course, when we talk about, let's say, a center scenario, I have worked in a number of centers, so I can tell you about that. There we have to be clear, if it is a Shurabindu center, it is a Shurabindu center. There are places for other kinds of things and we should respect that. Imagine how will it be if you go to, you know, and this is not being bigot or narrow. If you go to, you know, let's say, great yogin, Sri Ramakrishna Paramahansa, and say, you know, we want to now start every day Savitri sessions. Maybe some monk may be fine with it, but it's absurd, you know, it's, it's okay. Each one chooses and it's, it's worthy of respect. Anybody who is endowed with faith respects somebody who has that faith towards whosoever is his master. So there can be only one person to whom you can give yourself completely. Those who want to remain divided, well, it means somewhere there is a lack of faith. That you want to, you know, like some people who say, okay, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Maybe this doesn't work out. Who knows? Somebody even asked me a question, but mother and Shurabindu are not there. So it was a whole gathering, maybe about 100 people, a little less. So I asked them, okay, please raise your hands, those who believe Krishna is dead. Silence. It's an absurdity. <laughs> so, and always it has been known to us that the Supreme is the, the Guru, the Master. The Supreme is much greater than the gods. Why do we otherwise keep reciting Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwara? Is it just a sloka to be said? Guru Sakshat Parabrahmo Dasmai Sri Guru Venama. So, my, my um, understanding about it is very clear, and that's the path I have followed just for information since I, we are talking about it last um, 86, 96, 32 odd years or 31 years I am coming to Pondicherry, and uh, I have passed by the Ganesh temple. I love Lakshmi and I am very fond of Ganesha, so I just tell him, I have never felt like entering inside. Leave aside actually entering. I did, just didn't feel like. I said, Jab Mataji ke charno mein to pir, wo to unke bache hai. And I respect him for what he is. He's a great guy. And sometimes I do feel his pity also because I see all the drunkards, you know, taking Ganpati to the end. I feel so sorry. And inwardly I tell him, poor fate, you chose for it with all your bhaktas doing this to you. <laughs> it must be very difficult. 
and i feel it that you know it's torture to a god even to put loud music it would be hurting anybody with a god like sensibility the gods don't like it mother says you think they like worship they much better prefer a beautiful movement in the heart a generous attitude you see though even when you want to worship people sometimes say okay what is the way of worship shubindo has taught to us that which we forgot and because of which we fell how do we worship maheshwari by cultivating within us the qualities what are her qualities wideness calm impartiality these are the qualities seated above the thinking mind when we cultivate these things maheshwari is happy similarly see mahakali the impulses that are straight and frank and truthful and honest they are the ones that kali loves she cares two hoots about our external dhubbatti you think she can be fooled even the gods are uh, can't escape her you know vision when she flares up even the gods have to run praying for shelter because she can see the truth but when she sees a baby that's the story of shiva who becomes a baby and baby cry with all his heart mother 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 she comes and changes her form this is kali what does mahalakshmi like beauty and harmony in the thoughts and feelings beauty and harmony in life and surroundings beauty and harmony in the speech in every act and impulsion if there is beauty and harmony mahalakshmi will be happy with us we don't have to do any special puja homa etcetera etcetera mahasaraswati perfect adaptation of the instrument to the object so every time we take a nail pick up a stone and try to bash it mahasaraswati must be saying poor fellow when will he learn to worship me how does mahasaraswati what is worship of mahasaraswati how beautifully shubhendu puts let us work as we pray for work is body is prayer to the divine whenever we do something with care and perfection we are worshiping mahasaraswati she doesn't like how many time we have done this you know part and you know this is all bulle shah's famous story comes to my mind how many times i did chandi part from morning till evening after that i spoke 100 lies if durga really manifests the first fellow she will strike is <laughs> the man who is worshiping you called me now you have it you know bulle shah tells a story that he is one day is you know he puts it in that story form he says i was doing mala jap how many times i have remembered the lord i was remembering 108 times 108 times how many times then he sees that there is a gwalan a, a milk uh, woman who is selling milk and everybody comes gives her money she counts keeps it gives calculates how much milk and gives it. then comes a very young smart fellow and they exchange a smile and very obviously understand that she loves him and he loves her so he comes takes out some money puts it like this she tells him take whatever you want he pours the milk in his can and goes away so bullesha goes and asks her tell me one thing why didn't you count his money and why didn't you calculate the milk you are giving she said are you a fool 
I love him. He loves me. Do you think that we have to count? Then Bullesha understands. My God, I was such a fool. I was counting how many times I am doing the mala and I claim to love him. <laughs> so this is the approach that we have to have. I may have gone further into the question, but it's time that we actually begin to live this divinity and not just involve in, okay, I have seen this, being grown up in a very, I mean, all of us have grown up in a Hindu tradition and I have seen this, that, you know, people did the puja and what they did uh, to their bahu and their everybody is all well known to us. Uh, the lies, the insincerities, the hypocrisies and the falsehood and that, that age is gone and even the gods are not happy. Let us worship, if we have to worship, even the gods, the great gods, let us do it in the true way. Not in all these forms. And let it be in the quietude of her heart. But a center is a center dedicated to the ideal of Mother and Shurabindu. So it should maintain that. Otherwise it's like any other place. Any other question? Yes, Mayaji. No, no, you can say then I'll take this. The psychic being Intuition, let me put it like this, intuition and the psychic. So intuition is a um, process of cognition. It's, it's a way of knowing things. But this knowledge can come from two approaches. Like, you know, th this yoga can be approached from two basic, broadly speaking, two broad doors. One is through the mind. And through the mind, we will touch the door of intuition and open it if the other layers become quiet. What it means is when there is an active, rational, analytical thinking, we have to learn to quieten it. Then the higher mind will come in, will start you know, giving symbolic forms, etc. People who form religions, um, even write some beautiful books, come from that higher mind, quieten it. Then there will be illumination and revelations. And people can become masters with that power. Quieten it. Don't get into rush into that. Then after a time, the intuition begins to awake. And one has to go further because intuition shows the truth, but still a limited field it illumines, like the electrical lightnings. This is an approach. But there is another approach. All the intuitive knowledge is also concealed in the heart, behind the psychic door. So those who open it, spontaneously begin to get the intuition without all this journey. Sri Aurobindo gives the classic example of Sri Ramakrishna Paramans. Whose, see, outwardly he read nothing, outwardly, I mean, not, nothing much. I think sixth uh, standard or something, whatever it be. But what a massive intuitive knowledge flowing from the heart. Ishwar Chand comes to him, called Vidyasagar. And with his characteristic uh, <laughs> humility, uh, Sri Ramakrishna remarks, Oh, the river is coming to a nalla. And he says, what Nalla? When the Nalla is overflowed with the sea, then the river has to go and merge into it. Where did all his knowledge come from? All from the depths of the heart. Classic example of intuition coming from the heart. But obviously it's not the superficial heart. The heart of troubled emotions and passions have to be quieted. One has to go behind. One has to go beyond all these choices and preferences that the heart engages in. Then this deeper heart opens through devotion, through faith, 
through interiorization, concentration on the mother's presence within, all this I'm sure through the right attitude which must have been discussed last few days. It's all there in Shurabindu's works, uh, calling mother's name, reading her works. And when this opens, then all knowledge, another way is the mantra, all knowledge rushes on him like a sea. He sees the God face and hears transcendent speech. So, these are the ways. So, intuition can come through any of these means. These also incidentally something, things which can mimic intuition. Ultra rapid functioning of the mind or things like small powers like telepathy or clairvoyance or vital intuition which takes the form of spontaneity. But actually what happens in these things, very often there is some intuition acting from behind, but it enters into these parts and they are not ready. So it takes their form, is colored, is broken, fragmented. So that is the other part of it. Yes. Please sit. Please sit. You can hold the mic, but you can sit. Well, I didn't get it, huh? What? Yeah, yeah, That touches a slightly different uh, topic, but it's a good, I am glad you asked this question. So the form, whether it's a religious approach or a spiritual approach, depends on the inner attitude. As I said, when you worship the God and try to be uh, that power, that force, embody it, that is the highest form of worship. So similarly, you know, there, I know there is a movement, for example, that if you offer this flower, you will get this from mother. Obviously, it is a calculating, it's not yoga, certainly not yoga, it is not something spiritual. But there are people who are at that stage of evolution and it's okay if that's how they want to approach, like the Artharthi of the Gita. But one must know that if one stops there, it is not yoga. Many people do it mechanically, sometimes even the ego may come in. Ah, my center is more beautiful, more flower decoration. Obviously, the divine (laughs) would laugh at it. But at the same time, if there is even a small little truth in it, he will accept it because patram pushpam phalam toyam. That is also the truth. At the same time, what is important is that if you have a center, if you have the pictures of Mother and Shubindo, why not make it beautiful? Now that is the valid approach. Why not? If you can, why not put flowers? After all, you know, if the Lord, I take it in a very simple way, if Mother and Shubindo come to my room, What will I do? I would probably try to get the best flowers in the world if possible. (laughs) Within my means of course. And arrange it. Make a throne. With the best possible cloth which I can afford. Make sure clean the room and everything. And say please come. Because you know I want to welcome her. Now if that is the attitude in which it should be done. But simply doing it mechanically. So as I said it depends upon what is going on inside a person. So the same thing can be valid or not invalid but from a higher level or from a lesser level and correspondingly and accordingly the results will come. 
So we can offer flowers, we can offer money, all this we can do. But what is the highest offering? How did Rama get the power to win over a Shiva Bhakt, Ravana? Ah, so he is praying to the goddess and you have to offer a lotus. So suddenly remember, now where do you find lotus? Of course, Hanuman is ever ready. But, you know, the prayer, it will get over fast. So, Rama remembers, my mother, when I was a child, used to tell me, Kamal Nayan, your eyes are like a lotus. Yes, I can offer these eyes. Now, when we can offer our being, that is what is true offering. But that is so difficult and rare. So easy at one level because it takes away the entire load of you. But for many, you know, because the ego individuality wants to hold on. And to that extent, that is the highest form which uh, the divine loves. And we have such classic examples. I'll give you one. Uh, somebody complained to about one person. He was a mystic here. His name was Bihari. Uh, Bihari Babu people used to call him. Bihari was his name. Not that he was from Bihar. I don't know where he was from. So, very, very many people have not even heard his name. So, one day somebody complained to the mother, he doesn't come for any darshan or anything. Mother said, you know, always he doesn't need to because always he lives within me consciously and he is conscious of my presence within his heart. If you can do it, then nothing more is needed. You will see different approaches. Dhuman Bhai, when he had to go for darshan, you know, some people like to wear nice dress and very nice white and you will see as if God will be maha-impressed. The more white the dress, the more the gifts. It's okay, fine, good to wear a nice clean dress. Why wear a, like a rag and go show that I am a beggar when you are not? <laughs> we are after all Raj Rajeshwari and it's alright. But emphasis should not be on that. That's where the line is very thin. Whereas, you know, people like Duman Vaiyavar just, just rush in their half-pant. They are doing the work and when the time comes, okay, they will rush and do pranam and come back. Were they any less close to the divine? No. So that is how we have to look at it. Ultimately, it's in within that the test is there and within the results we get. What were uh, you saying, asking? Yeah. Spontaneous, uh, the rule of the spontaneous and true love uh, can also transform our uh, physical, uh, physical. True love, yes. Spontaneous or not, love by its nature is that. But true love is the crown of yoga. It comes with tremendous grace. Oh, really, kitne janmo ke kya jag jate hain jab bhagwan ke charno mein man lagta hai. Uh, true love is there, which means complete self-giving without calculation. Nothing else is needed. These are Shurabindu's words. But it's so rare in human nature. Nothing more is needed. Everything will take place in due course of time. This is the baby baby cat of Sri Ramakrishna and mother has confirmed this. Even Shurabindu confirmed it. So, Niruddha, when he said, haven't you heard of baby cat attitude? Because he wrote to Shurabindu... Uh, Tell me some formula of this yoga. At one place he asked the secret. Shurabindu says there are two secrets of this yoga and then gave only one. The central secret is open to the mother with a psychic attitude. Then he says, uh, you know, what should we know to do this yoga? So many books to read. 
so many people this that what should we know so he said all that you need to know is that there is a soul within and grace above he says sir it sounds very simple is it really as simple as that he said yes he said what do you mean you mean that uh, you are talking like that baby cat he said yes of course but we have never seen a cat being you know transformed he says who told you there is a very nice <laughs> though the baby cat is a figurative cat but who told you so um, he says but he, but the baby cat has to do some effort after all he says this is the baby cat trying to become a baby monkey if 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 means big if underline 10 times whatever happens whether it seems good or evil to men's eyes whether i am raised to the heights or i am put into the abyss with the same hand of god without complaining even if every piece of my body and every cell drop of my blood is going to pieces still i would say to quote bullesha you know he says teri talwar ke niche below your sword main nachiya i am dancing karke thaiya 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 you are slaying every trace of ego with every drop of blood i feel the joy and the exhilaration and i dance saying ah my lord ah my lord i am my lord it's a rare grace if one has it <laughs> grateful extremely grateful how one can go beyond yes how one can go beyond mind by contemplating that which is beyond mind there are many ways of doing it but the answer that comes straight to me what is beyond mind is the divine we try to reduce him to the level of the mind by analyzing and understanding the day the mind understands that it has to understand not overstand it has to stand under the feet of the lord the day it understand that all my knowledge all the degrees all the praise of men all the books i may have written or lectures i may have given are worth nothing before a single drop of that love then the mind will be upgraded he for worship lifts the worshipers bowed strength into the godhead that he adores lines from savitri when we bow down to shurbindu and the mother they don't just stand like this and watch or ask us okay what have you brought how many coconuts <laughs> they don't ask that for worship lifts the worshipers bowed strength into the godhead he adores what does he do he bends down lifts us up and embraces us that is when the mind and the heart go beyond whatever mind can conceive or ever know i think we will stop here have to rush to dispensary thank you so much